just when they played the horn, it was like, oh my goodness, I'd waited so long to hear that <laughs> no. horn. And it, was, it was amazing, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, I'm drinking the Aquamax today. The Aquamax, the competitor to the Topo Chico with all the electrolytes and goodness of caffeine infused into this five calorie tall boy right here. So watch out, Topo Chico. The Aquamax is coming for you. No, my Topo Chico is going to fight you for the top title of beverage of choice of the DCL duo. Okay. So is your water performance hydration? I don't think it is. So I am ready. <laughs> it is mineral water carbonated <laughs> though. And mine is uh, bottled in Monterey, Mexico. So yeah, well, you know, when you got the Aquamax on board for this podcast, we sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. So <laughs> I love it. We're excited because we get to do another first time DCL Cruiser episode, one of Sam's favorite episodes. And we were actually talking the other day after a recording we did that we needed to do kind of a first timers episode where we just did the tips and tricks. And lo and behold, here we are today. We have Courtney with us who is going to talk through all of the tips and tricks and planning that she experienced as a first time cruiser on Disney Cruise Line. So welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We are excited, of course, to talk first time cruising. But before we get to that, we, of course, need to know your Disney background. We know this is your first Disney cruise. I think you did go on a different cruise line years ago. So tell us about that as well. So I grew up going to Disney pretty much every year as a kid. Uh, we'd always go to Walt Disney World. And then I met my husband and he was like, I'll go to Disney once, but that's it. Like <laughs> pick the year, but it's going to be one time only. Anyway, after the first time he was hooked and we bought into DVC. So <laughs> we go to Disney World annually. Uh, he loves it, I think, more than anyone now. But the cruise was, uh, he was even more reluctant to go on a cruise. So that kind of took a few years of convincing and prompting, but finally we booked the cruise. I had been on one cruise, um, a carnival cruise, probably 20 years ago now. My husband and my children had never cruised before. So this was our very first cruise, but we're longtime Disney fans. Awesome. You always want to take a Disney cruise, but it just took forever to convince the husband to do it. Yeah. Obviously, your last cruise was quite a while ago. I've always wanted to do a Disney cruise because we're just such big Disney fans. I knew Disney would do it right. When I was like 13 years old, my dad had given my mom a present for Christmas. It was the last present under the tree. And she opened it up and it was a Disney cruise. So myself and my three sisters, we all like go bananas. We're like, we're going on a Disney cruise. He's like, oh no, not you guys. Like just your mother and I. And so, <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, we were totally traumatized. We're like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't afford to take all four of you. Like it's just for your mother. It was when Disney Cruise had very first like launched. I think it was one of the first voyages. Aww. So they went and they had a blast. And like, I still have the postcard from Castaway that they sent me that was like, you guys would love it here. It's so much fun. So ever since then, <laughs> sure. I'm like, I have to go on a Disney Cruise. So anyway, yeah, I've been kind of putting the bug in my husband's ears ever since <laughs> he became a Disney fan. I was like, okay, I think we can get on get him on a cruise now. But he just really thought that he would be seasick the whole time because he'd never been on a cruise before. And that was his biggest fear that he would spend all this money and then he would be ill for the whole time. Mm. But so that was his biggest fear. And I kind of knew that I would be okay because I'd been on one cruise before when my parents finally did decide to take us when I was <laughs> late <laughs> teen, but it wasn't a Disney but cruise. But they didn't so. take you on a Disney cruise. No, they, they didn't take, take you on, take a, us on a Disney cruise. It was a carnival. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> 
This is maybe lesson 101 on what not to do to yeah, your children. Back, my dad's like, maybe that wasn't the right way to tell your mother I was taking her on. I'm like, you think? Like, my yeah. younger sisters and I were just like over the moon on Christmas morning. So <laughs> we still haven't let them live it down, but yeah. <laughs> well, how did you land on this particular cruise, Courtney? You took, the, took a cruise on the dream. So why don't you tell folks what the itinerary was and how you landed on. So um, I'm a teacher. So the times I can go are kind of more limited. Summer is just way too hot. And I live on the East Coast of Canada. And that summers are nice three months of the year. So we don't really like to travel in summertime. So that left March break and Christmas and March break, we always go to use our DBC points and go to Disney World. So I knew I couldn't convince my husband to give that up. But I was like, oh, Christmas, <laughs> maybe I could convince them for right after Christmas. And I was pretty like I was surprised at how reasonable the cost was that first week of January and our uh, mm-hmm. my Christmas break just lined up really well this year. So I found a five night itinerary and I thought that would be a good amount of time because the three and four nights seem kind of short, but the seven, you know, if he was sick for seven days, I knew he'd be really cranky. But I was like, if he's only sick for five days, he might not be as miserable. <laughs> yeah. Five nights seemed the perfect amount of time. Uh, it went to Castaway, which was really important to us. That was like what I really wanted to see. So I needed an itinerary that had Castaway Key. And yeah, just the stars all aligned and we were able to book it. Now, nice. is your husband somebody who gets sick on smaller boats? I would say like a, a little bit, but not excessively. He his um, His reason for thinking he would be sick is when we go to Disney World, he's like, I can't do the teacups. I'm like, nobody can do the teacups. Nobody like, can do the teacups. No, like, nobody can do the te- I can't do the teacups. I mean, nobody over the age of 10, let's put exactly. it that way. Like, he can do it, and that's us. So he was like, oh, he can do rides at Disney World that I can't do. So that's why I thought that he would be fine. And yeah. he was. We were fine in the end. But For everyone out there, the ship is not spinning in circles rapidly. No, it is exactly. trailing along. <laughs> Stabilizers out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's not like that. I, yeah. I don't want to gloss over something that you said though. You live in the east coast of Canada. I think you're probably our second Canadian guest. So welcome. <laughs> <It's not laughs> welcome to Canada. Somebody listens to us internationally. Oh. Sam. <laughs> we are yeah. an international podcast, Brian. <laughs> love your show. Yeah. <laughs> Prestige worldwide, Sam. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> Well, okay, so you decide on the dream on a five night. And Sam, I think where your question was going is a, the tip we usually give, right, is if you're concerned about seasickness, head for a three night and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, save yourself some of that. But five nights is nice. And then I think you have the benefit of not feeling that get on the ship, unpack, repack, right, get yeah. off yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice. It's nice. And honestly, it sounds like Courtney's husband is not somebody who should have actually been worried about being (laughs) seasick. I mean, I get sick on smaller boats if I'm, you know, not on a tender because it's a pretty short ride, but if I'm on like a a smaller boat for a long period of time and it's, you know, rocking, I get seasick. Um, yeah. Every no, everyone on who listens to this show knows that I've been gotten sick in the Blue Grotto in Italy. So, <laughs> one and of the COVID most, on board the Wonder. So yes, uh, um, sure, yeah. But one of the seven wonders of the world, and I got sick in it. But oh. I do. I honestly, most of the time on a cruise, I'm fine. It, it's you know there are there have been a cu- only a couple of occasions where I've needed to. Uh, take some Dramamine. I do wear my C-bands a lot of the time, not all of the time, or rather my blisslets, which are similar to C-bands. Honestly, in, unless you're having a really rough sea day, most yeah, people Yeah, we were so lucky with calm waters. And yeah. we took Dramamine or Gravol we have in Canada. We took that pretty regularly anyway, just 
preventatively and we use mm-hmm. the C-bands, but kind of halfway through, we kind of ditched the C-bands because we were all feeling fine. So it really was a non-issue. What was interesting though, when I got off the boat, I was okay. Like we flew home, drove home. And, but then the next day I was teaching and I was like, Whoa, I started getting real. Like I felt like oh, I yeah. the boat was moving. And then anytime I was standing still, that's when I started to feel nauseous and seasick. So I put the C-bands back on and I texted uh, my cousin who goes on quite a few cruises. I'm like, is this normal to feel seasick after you're off the boat? And she's like, yeah, that happens sometimes. And it took two or three days, but yeah, they should I was call not anticipating that. Yeah, exactly. I was not <laughs> expecting to be sick after the I kind of thought we were in the clear, like we we're two or three days in. I was like, oh, we're great. But yeah. So next yeah. time I probably might continue, I don't know, continue the Dramamine after we get off. But yeah. It's not like everyone gets that, but no, and my I, husband and kids were fine. And so where did this cruise go again, Courtney? I went to Castaway and then Cozumel. And so actually when uh, I had been to Cozumel before on the one Carnival cruise I'd gone to it had gone to uh, Cozumel and Costa Maya, so I kind of already been to that port. But yeah, it was neat to see everything through my head, my husband's and children's eyes as well. Nice. So, did you stop at Castaway first, or did it go? Yeah, to we first? went there first. Oh. And at first, I was. I was kind of like, oh, that was that real highlight for me. I'm like, is everything else going to be a letdown after Castaway? But we had such a great time on the cruise that it wasn't. The whole trip was phenomenal. But yeah, Castaway just blew me away. It was wonderful. All right. So it sounds like the itinerary ship, everything was dictated by schedule, which mm-hmm. we've talked about this before on our show. Once you start to pull a few levers, you options limit pretty substantially with Disney Cruise Line because they only have five yeah. ships currently. So uh, that makes a ton of sense. How was the process leading up to the cruise? You know, a booking, did you use a did you use a travel agent or do it yourself and uh, you know, check in and it's first timers, so you've got to be up midnight, uh, you know, what, 90 days in advance of the cruise, I think it is. But how was that process leading in from booking to, you know, leaving home to to head for the port? Uh, so we did use a travel agent. Usually, like, I know Disney World, like the back of my hand, I could book it in my sleep, but I had never done the cruise before. So we used a travel agent. It was great. We got an onboard credit, which was awesome. Um, and it was really easy because she handled all the calls. Like anytime we had to add in an allergy note, she was on the phone with Disney for hours instead of me. So I would totally use a travel agent. Uh, Again, she made... We had a member of our party who had some uh, pretty unique and severe food allergies. So she made sure that was all taken care of before we even got on the boat. They knew about the allergies and they met with her. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely use a travel agent again. Being first timers, I was on at... Well, I guess it was 1am our time to try and book. I really wanted Palo Brunch, which I knew I probably wouldn't get, but I was like, maybe by some chance. Anyway, I went on and there was no availability. My husband wanted whiskey thing, which he got. But then I used one of my Disney World tricks, which was refresh, 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 refresh. So for like a week after, I would just go on the app and I would refresh Palo Brunch. And eventually one popped up. So I was able to get it for one of our sea days. And that was, yeah, that was the only thing I wanted to do besides Castaway Key was the Palo Brunch. And uh, a lot of the Disney World tricks of, yeah, refresh, keep checking, try different days, different times. We And we're able to get everything that we wanted in the end by doing that. Can I start ask you one question? You had two CDs, right? So there's a little bit more mm-hmm. opportunity for Apollo brunch on those five day than on yes, the four, yeah. the three. That's yeah. yeah, but that was very, very smart. And that is a great tip, I think, that we should just highlight for people. There are cancellations. And then even if you can't get ahead of time, you can always check on board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my backup plan was to go right to Palo if I had to and try and get something. At 30 days before I went and did the online 
check in. I stayed up till 1am to do it. And that was super frustrating because I kind of got like two steps in and then the whole system crashed. And I could tell from our Facebook, our cruise Facebook group that it was crashing for everybody. So um, I think there, there was a lot of sailings leaving that day. Like all the ships except for one were departing on January 2nd. So everyone was trying to log on. And I stayed up for two or three hours just trying to like get our boarding group. I really wanted an early boarding group, uh, but it just wasn't moving. So eventually I went to bed and I woke up at, uh, I think it was 6am and I hopped on and was able to get boarding group seven. So I thought that was pretty good. And next time I probably would just sleep in till the morning and then grab whatever I could first thing <laughs> as soon as I woke up because yeah, it was a late night and I did get the Royal princess, the uh, gathering booking though at midnight. So I guess it wasn't all, all for a knot. Presumably, Courtney, you flew down to Orlando in advance of the cruise. Did you spend some time at the parks ahead of time? We did not. We went down a few days early, but we went to Vero Beach. We used our DVC points to go to Vero Beach, and that was just spectacular. We had the best time. It was the perfect spot for a pre-cruise vacation because we got lots of beach time in, lots of pool time. Uh, There were touches of Disney everywhere. So the girls had Mickey bars and Mickey waffles. Uh, It was New Year's Eve, actually. So they had a big New Year's Eve party with Goofy in his tuxedo. And then we all jumped in the pool at midnight. Yeah, it was really (laughs) fun. It was I have to go back to Vero Beach now as well. So that was a great spot to spend a few nights before we took off on the cruise. That's now, how awesome. did you get from Vero Beach up to Port Canaveral? We we actually flew uh, to Barnett of Miami. So we flew into Orlando because the only direct flights in my area go to Orlando. I knew I wanted to fly direct with Canadian winters and holiday travel. I did not want to get mm-hmm. stuck in Toronto or anywhere. So we took a direct flight uh, to Orlando. We rented a minivan to fit us all. And then we drove to Vero Beach for a few nights and then drove down to Miami the morning of. And how long is that drive? It was about two and a half hours. We gave ourselves extra time because I was I had heard horror stories of Miami rush hour traffic. Um, it was a Monday morning, but everything went smoothly and we were at the port with lots of time. So, Oh, yeah. This was the day after New Year's Day, right? This was yeah. January 2nd. So everybody yeah. was headed back to school and work on on that Tuesday. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it would be a holiday, like the roads would be quieter because it was mm-hmm. a holiday or if it would be crazy because it was Monday. So we left plenty early, but we arrived. We didn't hit any traffic at all. We were very lucky. Did you park the car at the port for we the did, cruise? Yeah. Okay. How was the port experience overall, Courtney? It was awesome. We drove up. We uh, There was someone there to take our luggage. And then the parking garage was just right past where you drop the luggage off. So my husband went and parked it. By the time, I think it was about $20 a night to park it. So by the time we we just figured we'll pay that. And then we, we had to drive back to Orlando after the cruise was finished. So rather than deal with the hassle of renting a car again, we just kept that one. And that worked out really well. And the whole uh, port was really smooth. The security was smooth. The yeah, check-in was all great. We need to know who's in your sailing party. We haven't talked about that, Courtney. So who is going with you? We know your your reluctant husband is with <laughs> you. And we know there's some kids, but what ages and is there anybody else in your sailing party? Yeah, so it's my husband and myself and our two daughters who are seven and nine. And then my husband's uh, parents and his sister came with us too. So there were seven of us total. Well, I have to tell you, you picked the exact right age for your kids, um, seven and nine. That's kind of what we, that was kind of my pitch to my husband was if we're not going to do a Disney cruise now, then when will we ever do one? Because they are the perfect ages. And so I think that was kind of what reluctantly made him say yes, was that (laughs) this was the perfect time if we were ever going to do one. How did you get your husband over the reluctance? I think just the stars really all aligned with 
the pricing and the week and the itinerary and the fact that his family was on board. And I just, I was sold it as, you know, I could give it to the kids. We could give it to the kids for Christmas. That could be their big Christmas present. You know, we won't have a fail like my Christmas when I was younger. <laughs> and they, they'll actually get to come. So selling like that, he was finally, okay, yeah, book it and let's do it. So. Now, did you surprise them with this cruise, like meaning on Christmas or did they know the cruise was coming even before then? No, they had no idea. And they've kind of always been, it's always been, you know, daddy, daddy doesn't want to do a cruise because he's going to be sick. And so they've kind of always been bugging him for years. Like, let's do it. A commercial would come on TV and they would say, come on, daddy, like you won't be sick. And one of their friends had told them about C-bands and my daughter like brought up the Amazon link. She's like, look, daddy, you just wear these and you're, you won't be sick. We can go on a Disney cruise someday. So anyway, he played it up like, oh no, I'm never, you'll never get me on one of those. So Christmas morning, they were floored and it was just perfect timing because we left five days later to go to Orlando and it was just uh, a whirlwind and it was a blast. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Now, how did you like, how did you surprise them with it on Christmas morning? Sometimes people do these like elaborate scavenger hunts or just like, you know, make fake tickets or something and put them in a box. Like, how did you surprise them on Christmas morning? I love this. We did have like the last present they opened, started them on a scavenger hunt with kind of like all Disney clues, but they didn't really think anything of it because we're such a big Disney family that everything we do is Disney. So Disney scavenger <laughs> hunt was just like, yeah, sure. So they ran all over the house. And then the last president took them outside where we had got them some new suitcases because they've been complaining that their suitcases were kind of, you know, the cartoony their old ones were cartoony and they wanted some grown-up suitcases. So they thought that was like the end of the scavenger hunt. Where <laughs> they thought the suitcase was their big and they were, reveal yeah, present. They were trying to act all excited and they're like, oh, a suitcase. Anyway, then finally we're like, well, open it up. And inside we had printed off the fake tickets for the Disney cruise. And yeah, that's when they just went wild. So <laughs> I, love it. I love that they wanted to not have cartoony looking suitcases. And then you had to a Disney cruise where all the adults <laughs> yeah, are dragging Mickey and Minnie suitcases <laughs> with have, them everywhere. So yeah, yeah <laughs> Brian and I have the big Mickey and Minnie suitcases. <laughs> and we even have a small Grogu one. I think also. Uh, I, just, yeah. I just picture these like two sophisticated kids, like with their like away travel luggage and all these adults <laughs> yeah. in like ears and hats and like getting on the ship. So yeah, it's yeah. amazing. The kids are Wearing Hermes scarves or something, (laughs) (laughs) and like straw hats for the beach, like they're all with the big sunglasses. (laughs) Love it, love it. Well, what was the reaction like at the port when you saw the ship and when you got on into the atrium? Like, what what was the reaction like from the kids? Oh, they were just beside themselves. It was so much bigger than they had even pictured in their mind. They'd never seen a cruise ship up close, so they were just blown away first by how big it was. Uh, and then we got on the cr- on the ship and they announced your name like now presenting or now welcoming the Woods family. And they were like, They're, that's us. That's our name. So I think they thought they just did it for us. They didn't do it for everyone. But they were so excited. And Captain Mickey was already out taking pictures. And it just was the perfect way to, to start the show. To start the trip. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now you hadn't seen a Disney ship either. And, you know, having been on a carnival ship and then being on a, a Disney ship, is there any comparison to be made? <laughs> it was beautiful. It was even more gorgeous than than I had thought. Like everything was just pristine. I couldn't get over how clean everything was. Mm-hmm. Every time I would be in a bathroom, there would be someone in there cleaning it. Like they were just sparkling the, the washrooms and, and uh, yeah, you could tell that had been very well taken care of, of the ship. Yeah. So it was gorgeous. Awesome. What kind of room did you end up booking? We had two uh, veranda rooms 
with a connecting door. So my in-laws had one and we had another and those were perfect because the kids could just like make a loop between the veranda and the room and just run around between the two rooms. So (laughs) they loved that. They thought that was awesome that they all connected into one room. Well, where did you go first after boarding? Uh, We went right to Cabanas to eat lunch because I had read that that can get busy. And we were were boarding group seven, I believe. So we were boarded quite early. So we went right there for lunch. Um, We had a great time. The kids love buffets in general. They think it's amazing. You don't have to wait for a waiter or anyone. You just take whatever you want, however much you want of it. So we really liked our lunch. After that, we went on the aqueducts. That's something else I had read was that, you know, pack your bathing suits because the lines will be shortest on the first day. And so we did that a few times, which they loved the the aqueduct. Um, And then after that, we got some ice cream, which was another highlight for the kids. They could not believe that you can just pull down ice cream and you can have as much as you want of the ice cream. Uh, and then our staterooms were ready right after that, which I I was expecting them to take longer, but they were ready by one thirty probably. And so we're able to get unpacked and, and do all that. So it was great. Awesome. I do think it's a, a great tip, though, on doing the aqueduct on that first day, the aqueduct, aqueduct or aqua mouse, depending upon what ship you're on or the twist and spout if you're on the magic and the wonder. But yeah, there's uh, there's really no lines for them on that first day. There there also are pretty much no lines uh, for those slides on your port days, but on sea days, they do tend to get more crowded. So it's, it is smart. Of course, you got to be in a warm weather port to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it in a cold weather port, but you're going to be freezing your butt off. But I do like uh, either wearing my swimsuit or carrying my swimsuit on, or at least I'll do it for Nathan, even if I'm not going to do that on day one. I will usually pack his swimsuit in my carry-on in case he wants to do the pool or the slides right away. Because sometimes, you know, they're just itching to do that. And yeah, I was gonna say the other tip here is just have that carry-on bag, right, Sam? Yep. If you've never sailed before, your luggage is going to leave you at the gate of the port and meet you at your room at some point later that afternoon. So if there's anything you need, pack it in your carry-on so that you have access to it. And I would say don't Try to drag some big carry-on everywhere because your room will not be ready when you get on the ship and you do not want to have to deal with lugging a carry-on bag around with you everywhere. A backpack is like the perfect size if you can. Yeah, unless you're boarding later. If you're boarding later, probably not a big deal. But if you're boarding as you did in Group 7 or or anything sort of in that earlier part of the day, anything like before 1 p.m., you want to have some carry-on stuff with you for sure. We got to head to activities on board. I mean, you guys had not been on a cruise before, but you've been to the parks every year. And, you know, we got to talk character experiences and, you know, all the different trivias and family game shows. What did you all get up to on board? Besides, of course, Palo Brunch, which we'll definitely talk about towards the end. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe how many activities there were to do on board. I kind of thought that it would just be we would be on our own. You know, we might go in the pool or... You know, might do the mini pup, but the activities that the cast members were putting on, there was so many of them. Um, my husband and my father-in-law did whiskey tasting, and they said that was really good value. They thought they really enjoyed it, and they thought that they got good value for their money with that. We did the silent disco, which was a blast. My daughters just thought that was like the most fun thing ever. Oh uh, you know, everyone's got the. That. It's so fun, and trying to see like what everyone else is listening to based on what color their headphones were. So we did that. We did bingo one night. My daughters really wanted to go to bingo, and my youngest ended up winning the big prize of the day, 
which was $800 US, which is great for us. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was super exciting until my youngest realized she didn't win and the tears (laughs) started. And my oldest realized she wasn't going to get to go to the gift shop and blow $800 all at once. (laughs) And her tears started. So we had to have um, a family meeting and decide, okay, you can each do one splurge from the bingo winnings. And then the rest of it, we're going to put towards another vacation sometimes <laughs> family money. But yeah, it was initially very exciting. Um, ended in some tears and then was a good life lesson in the end. So. Oh my God, yeah. that's hilarious. But that is a good thing to tell people like, and they, they do mention it at the beginning of bingo, but I'm sure the kids are not really listening that in order to claim a prize, you need to be 18 or older, right? Because it is gambling. And yeah. so if your kid, and I'm using air quotes, wins yeah. bingo, then it is the parent or other adult that is with the kid um, that needs to be the one to actually claim the bingo. So, And don't throw your receipt. Like I'm just terrible. And as soon as I get a receipt, I like crumple and throw it up. But after she, and I never assumed we would win, but after she won, the cast members, oh, we just need to see your receipt. And I was like, oh, I hope I still have that. Anyway, I found <laughs> it in the bottom of my purse, luckily. But yeah, they, it was initially an onboard credit, but and I think that's how they wanted you probably to keep it. But she kind of said, oh, if after 24 hours you want, you can go to guest services and have it changed into cash. And so that's what we did. So Nice. And so now you're going to put it towards your next cruise, I assume, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like. Let's put an onboard credit. For, or else put a, let's do a, what do they call those? A placeholder. Back. Placeholder. Let's do a placeholder for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, what did uh, what did the kids think of the slide and the pool deck and all of the, the happenings on that? on that top deck. They love the slides. They just went down that yellow one like over and over and over <laughs> again. And the aqueduct was a blast. We uh, our last night we actually skipped the show and we just went up to the top deck and they just did the aqueduct over and over. There was no line. It was late at night. Um, and it was a great way to end the cruise. They had the pool all to themselves. Actually, there was nobody else in the pool even. It was dark and a little bit cold, but we're Canadian. So it was plenty <laughs> warm. Plenty warm for us. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. used to the dark and the cold. <laughs> it was lovely, exactly. So yeah, we had the whole top deck, it felt like, to ourselves that last night. And that was just a really memorable moment. And I think, you know, initially I was like, oh, we don't want to miss the show. Like, we don't want to skip anything. But looking back, I'm glad we kind of made that audible and went and had that moment because it was a great memory. And I think you you probably missed Disney Dreams if it was that last night, right? Yeah, I think it, it was the one with the genie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, on, on the dream, it would be, yeah, it should be Disney. Oh, not Disney Dream. Sorry. Um, Is it Believe? Believe. That's it. Yeah. It's Believe. Yeah. That's, I like to call that one the, the old man and the flower. It's yeah. just, it's about a dad and a daughter. There are people who love it. It's just not, it's not my favorite. So. I don't think initially I think, we were planning on we had supper and we're like, okay, we'll go to the aqueduct a few times and then we'll go to the show. But it was just too rushed. So we went back to the room and I didn't know it was a good tip that you could watch the shows from your stateroom. So that's what we did. We just put it on there and we watched it as we packed. And and it was, yeah, my husband said the same thing. He's like, I'm glad we didn't rush back for, for that one. But <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good call. 
Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode let's talk about character experiences are you guys big character people i mean you go to the parks a lot and i don't know but sometimes park people like to take pictures of the characters and sometimes park people are like "Ah, i've seen mickey a million times i don't need another (laughs) picture with him which class do you guys fill uh fit into we are character fans but we won't wait in like a crazy line for them because you know we'll see them next time but what i was impressed with with disney cruise was just how many characters there were and how they were everywhere like we would just be walking you know to dinner and donald would walk right past us and, you know, stop and say hi to the kids. Uh, we were coming back from Castaway just before we got on the boat. Stitch and Captain Hook and Smee were there and there was no line. They just interacted with the kids. So that was so nice to see. And the girls just loved that. There were different characters that we don't usually see in the parks often. Mm-hmm. And they were really easily accessible. Well, speaking of Castaway, we would be remiss if we didn't talk ports a little bit, right? I mean, we've got to talk Castaway. And then we also got to talk Cozumel because this was your second time in Cozumel, having not been there in in quite a few years. So uh, we have to start with Castaway because that's the order you went in. I actually love the idea of going to Castaway as your first port because I feel like it's going to be the best port. Why not do it first, right? So yeah, tell us what you thought of Castaway. Did it live up to the hype? Did it not live up to the hype? And did you choose to do any port excursions at Castaway? It totally lived up to the hype. It was exactly what I pictured Disney making for a private island in the Caribbean. It was beautiful. It was pristine. There were tons of chairs, which I really appreciated. You know, it wasn't like a mad dash to find something. It was hammocks everywhere, lots of characters. I did the the Castaway Key 5K in the morning. So my husband and the rest of my family took the kids and they did like the... The thing in the water with the ropes and the... Yeah, there's Pelican Plunge, which is the water slides, but then there's the obstacle course thing that's like really close by to it. I don't know if it has a different name. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband took the kids on the obstacle course while I did the Castaway Key 5K. Uh, We met up after and then we went and have lunch at uh, Cookies, which I thought was just okay. My husband really enjoyed it. The kids liked it, so it was fine. Uh, And then after that, we went um, and did snorkeling and I had kind of pre-booked everything. And that was kind of my Disney parks mentality was (laughs) pre-book things so that you don't have to wait in a big line to rent things when you get there. But looking back, I wish, you know, I shouldn't have pre I booked a package with snorkeling and bikes and floaties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And looking back, I wouldn't have bothered because we didn't use the bikes at all. My daughter, my youngest daughter and I, well, we all got in snorkeling, but it was too hard for my youngest daughter. She didn't enjoy it. So her and I got out after two minutes and went on the tubes and then 
my husband and my other daughter snorkel, but they never got on the tube. So in the end, I would have just booked what I wanted. The lines were never long at Castaway to book what you wanted. So I think, you know, that fear, I really shouldn't have had it. Um, my husband and my two daughters did do the stingray um, excursion. They really enjoyed oh, yeah. that feeding the, feeding the stingrays. That was something different. But yeah, then that we did Pelican Plunge. The line was really long for that. So we only did it one time. But yeah, we just enjoyed Castaway and the beautiful beach. And it was a lovely, perfect day. Awesome. Yeah. You really don't need to pre-book the the snorkeling, the tubes or the bikes. You do need to pre-book things like parasailing and some of the boating activities because those do have like a limited number, but they're really, I'm sure they have a limited number of bikes and a limited number of tubes and snorkels, but nobody does that for the whole day. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah, yeah. O- always enough. Yeah. There's always enough for whoever wants to do it. And you're right. There is no line except maybe at the very beginning of the day. But yeah, other than that, I, I would say it's just pretty easy to do everything you want to get done at Castaway, except if there's wind and then parasailing and boating and all that gets canceled, which is like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you send yourselves a postcard? <laughs> I did send one to my parents, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. back at them. <laughs> you guys would love it here. We're having so much fun. Yeah, we sent it. <laughs> we sent a postcard to my parents. I wish you were here, mom wish and you were dad. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Revenge yeah. is best served gold. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Your second port was Cozumel. Uh, tell us, did you decide to do any port excursions or get off? And did you get off the boat? What did you guys decide to do? We did not do any port excursions. A lot of the things I knew my daughter would be in, or my oldest would be interested in that had the eight and up uh, age requirement. My youngest daughter mm-hmm. was seven. So I knew that that just wouldn't work. Uh, so we decided to kind of use it as an extra sea day at port, I guess. So we got off and just kind of walked around a little bit. Um, I had an order from my mom and my aunts and my cousins. They all wanted vanilla. So we went and found some vanilla and brought it back for them. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we just we were on the boat, back on the boat by noon. And we just enjoyed a quiet ship for the rest of the day. And that was really lovely, actually. We had a great lunch. The kids went to the kids club. Like I was surprised that all those things were still open, that, you mm-hmm. know, Cabanas was still open. The kids club was still running. They loved the kids club on the boat. Like every afternoon they wanted to go and they spent hours there. So yeah, we had a great day. Okay. So Courtney, we know you missed Believe because you guys decided to hang out on the pool deck that last night. But did you see Disney's Beauty and the Beast on Mm. board the amazing Disney Dream? And I believe Golden Mickey's is probably the other show you all had. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what did you think of the shows? Yeah, Beauty and the Beast just blew me away. At first, I, when I had heard it was Beauty and the Beast on the Dream, I was like, eh, because, you know, we see it in the parks when we go to Hollywood Studios. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it, a different renditions of it, at, you know, different ways a million times. So I was kind of like, oh, it might be neat to see a different show. But it was amazing how they did what they did in, you know, an hour and a half or however long it was. It was just incredible. The music was phenomenal. The cast members were so talented. The special effects were really neat. My youngest loves to try and figure out how they do things. So she was just like analyzing, how are they doing that? How is that door going here? <laughs> so they loved it as well. The Golden Mickey's was really good too. It was a great way to kick off the cruise. We really enjoyed that one. And then, yeah, we didn't get to see Believe, but it was top-notch entertainment for sure. Awesome. Well, you know, when we talk about stage shows, we got to talk about deck shows also because we've got you know the sail away party typically and the pirate deck party and then of course the magical fireworks at sea on disney cruise line that you can't get on any other cruise line 
Um, I should be selling Disney cruises at this point. <laughs> but you kind of are. You kind of are. <laughs> Fair enough. But wait, I want to ask Courtney, did you participate in Pirate Night? Oh, you... that's a great Oh, question. for sure. Yeah. We we had made shirts before. Uh, my mother-in-law had made these really cool headpieces for all of us. So yeah, oh, we got really into it and it was it was a blast. Yeah. Oh awesome. Nice. nice. Yeah. Did you did you guys enjoy the the deck party and did you partake in any of the other pirate entertainment like pirate trivia or any of the various pirate themed games that they do? We didn't do any of the pirate games. We did go to the deck party. That was really cool. Uh, and the fireworks, of course, were just awesome. To think that we were in the middle of the ocean watching fireworks was really impressive. And and uh, we all loved it. One thing I didn't realize was when we went to the sail away party, we went down the deck and I was like, oh, nobody's on the deck. What a great spot we have. But I didn't realize the best spot's actually from above. So you can see what's happening on the deck. <laughs> so when we learned our lesson for the pirate uh, party, we kind of went above so we could see... Mm-hmm. the show a little bit better but yeah that was really great the sail away party I, when we did it was right after the mustard drill we we were kind of at the tail end so that was kind of a mad crush of people to try and get mm-hmm. up the elevators to the top deck for the deck floor so i don't know if there would be a better way to do that next time but we kind of were the last people to get up there and yeah it was a i wish it was uh, the mustard drill was still how it was when I'd read about it when we first booked that, you know, you just go yep. check in and watch a video. This was kind of hot and long. and but anyway. Yeah. And really, depending upon what part of the ship your muster station is, you you could end up, as you said, kind of far away and it takes you a while to mm-hmm. get to the deck party. Now that they've brought the live muster drill back, I think everyone's kind of in the same boat, for lack of a better <laughs> term. But there are people who just their muster station is just closer, right? If your muster mm. station is just a little bit closer, it can make the difference in getting a good spot. So I'm not sure there's a better way to do it than what you did. Just just kind of mad rush up there if you really want to see the sail away party. It is fun. I think it's just a fun way to start like with that Disney, you know. Oh, totally. Just when they played the horn, it was like, oh my goodness, I'd waited so long to hear that horn. And it, was, it was amazing, yeah. And then we went down to our veranda and watched like as we actually sailed away. Mm-hmm. And that was really neat out of the port of Miami because there was people lined up pretty much the whole way of the port and they were waving and cheering. And so that was really fun to to kick off vacation, yeah. Oh, I love that. Nice. I love that. Nice. Okay, so I feel like this is the point where we've got to talk about the food, right, Brian? I mean, the, we... yeah. Except I, I do want to pause and give one tip on the pirate deck party really fast. Oh, I think sure. You made a good point, which is if you're new to sailing Disney Cruise Line, you may want to stand or may have the inclination to stand right in the thick of it on that deck. What is that, Sam? Deck 10? Deck 9? Depends on which ship you're on, I suppose. Yeah. But the point being, there's a stage where they do the show with uh, underneath Funnel Vision and a lot of folks will stand down there. That works great on like Frozen Night at Sea when there is no fireworks or some of the other shows that they do on that stage, dance parties where there aren't going to be fireworks afterwards. But the better option when the fireworks are on is that you want to be up a deck, kind of on the railing so you can look down and see all of the show and what's happening. And you want to be on the starboard side of the ship, I believe it is, Sam. Yeah. Facing Funnel Vision right hand side, starboard side. Honestly, you're fine from port or starboard. We like to go on the starboard side, but you're fine from either side. Yeah, well, you're better on starboard because some of the superstructure for the water slides will, will block out your view of the fireworks. You want to be able to 
kind of walk over to the outside edge of the deck to watch the fireworks off over the ocean. So, um, so our recommendation is always one deck above the main stage, starboard side. Um, and if you really want the best view of the fireworks, you'll eventually want to migrate to the outside of the ship to, uh, to see them. That is doubly true on the wish because the superstructure for the aqua mouse is, I think, much bigger than anything that they had for the aqua duck. But that's the tip there. So. Sam, you're going to have all kinds of tips about food, but let's hear Courtney's experience with <laughs> rotational dining to start and we'll save Paulo brunch for the end. So yeah, we have to talk a little cabanas too. I mean, you, you did mention cabanas for lunch on that first day and that the kids really liked it, but kind of want to get some of your overall impressions of cabanas as well. Yeah, we really enjoy cabanas. I thought there was a wide variety of food, um, lots of different types, uh, lots of fresh fruit too, which was really nice. Yeah, we, we went to Cabana's most days for lunch and breakfast as well. We did go to one of the sit-down restaurants for breakfast the first, I think it was the first morning there, but it just was kind of lengthy and the kids were getting antsy. So from there on, we said, we'll just do Cabana's for breakfast every morning and that worked out really well. So yeah, we really enjoyed Cabana's and we loved all the rotational dining. I loved having the same server every evening and I loved getting to go to different places. Like I know on the carnival, if I'm remembering correctly, we did have the same server but it was kind of always in the same room, like the same restaurant. I don't think we rotated. So it was just, it felt like every night we were at a different, well, we were at a different restaurant, but it just, the theming was different. The food was different. uh, And it was always kind of exciting to see where we were going to go next for the next night. So I thought the food was great. We enjoyed all our meals, especially my sister-in-law with her. They were excellent with her food um, allergies and they would have her pre-order her meal for the next night. They would show her the menu mm-hmm. so that it was already ready when she got down. Like when she sat down, she already knew what was coming. They took uh, really great care care with that. So yeah, we loved it. And the kids, did they enjoy the food? They did. And I loved how they brought their food out right away. So, you know, even while we're eating our appetizers, they had their main course and they were ready to eat. So they were never waiting long. And just the, you know, the little games they played with them, the magic tricks, you know, the full, the origami, they just, they, they really went above and beyond to keep them entertained. I could not believe how hard the cast members worked. It was really incredible. And to think they do this day in, day out, sailing after sailing, and they keep that energy up was was really impressive. And it made a memorable impact on our vacation, for sure. Did they stick to ordering off the kids menu or did they order off the adult menu? No, it was pretty much mac and cheese every night. I had to, <laughs> I, I had to finally convince them, like, let's do mac and cheese as a side and pick something else as well to go right. with it. They just, there's something about Disney mac and cheese that they just love. <laughs> Oh my God, same uh, Nathan. I tried to get him to order like a steak one night and now all he wanted was Mickey's mac and cheese. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't don't know know what they're putting in that mac and cheese, people. (laughs) But they love it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, it is a tip that we give that you're not confined to the kid's menu. Even if you are a kid, you can order off the adult menu. And Sam always likes to remind folks, and if you're an adult, you can order off the kids yes. menu. So yes, sometimes yeah. you yes. just want a pizza for dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah. got Mickey bars for dessert quite a bit. Yeah. And you know, our server found it funny that I wanted a Mickey bar and it was a kid's dessert. But I'm like, I just, I'm, I love Mickey bars. So they're the best. I mean. They're so good. Yeah. And I, and I love too that I could order, you know, if there was two or three appetizers that looked interesting, I could get all three appetizers to try them out. So they really, you know, they never limited you. And if I said like, oh, that sounds really good, but what's the side like? They're like, oh, we'll just bring you both and you can try them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can just set the menu down at the start and say, bring me one of everything. They will do it. They will do it. Uh, I always tell people, 
Be careful what you say you like, because it will make an appearance every night afterwards uh, from there <laughs> yeah. on in. Um, yeah. What did you think of the show in Animator's Palette? We loved it. My, we go to uh, at Disney World, we'll go to Turtle Talk quite a bit. And Crush has talked to my oldest daughter, I think, like two or three times. And every year, my youngest daughter's hand is like higher and higher, like pick me and Crush oh. never picks her. So um, when we went to Animator's Palette, her and my husband had shirts like my husband said dude and her said little dudette. And they had like the Ugh. crush and the squirt on them. So right away, crush came over and talked to the both of them. And she was just like beside herself that crush was talking with her and interacting <laughs> with her. So that was a really great experience. We love that restaurant. That was probably our favorite everyone's favorite of the whole the whole trip oh and you did the whole like dude yeah. sweet awesome that's right <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say we need to get those shirts made you know dude and awesome and cha and, 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 yeah. there you go well let's talk about palo brunch for as long as you'd like to talk about palo brunch because it's one of our favorite things on board disney cruise oh. line but but what did you think about the palo brunch experience and do you think you'd, you'd go back and do you think you'd try dinner? So yeah, how was Palo? Yeah, did it live up to the hype? I think that's oh, the really the bigger totally. question. Totally. It was absolutely, every bite was delicious. And <laughs> and it was the same thing. You could order as much as you wanted. And so I just kept ordering more food and more food and they kept bringing it. And by the end, I have never been so stuffed in my life. Like my daughter <laughs> found it hilarious that I had, I ate eight foods at one time as she called it when I told her everything that I had eaten because everything was so good and I just couldn't pick. So yeah, they just kept bringing out more food and it was, it was delicious. I thought it was incredible value for, I think it was $45 for all you could eat basically. And a very high quality food. We just enjoyed every bite of it. And it was nice to have a meal with just my husband and I, and it was a beautiful setting and you could see the water and <laughs> it was a great, it was our last sea day. So it was just a great way to kind of wrap up the cruise and and reflect on all the good times we had. But yeah, it was wonderful. I would definitely, definitely do the Palo Brunch again. We hadn't booked dinner because I just knew I wanted to do... We had never done any of the rotational dining. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to experience those where with the brunch, I was like, oh, I'm just missing a cabana's lunch. So it didn't seem as yeah. big of a deal to miss that as it did one of the rotational dinners. But just knowing how good the food is, I could see myself doing Palo dinner next time for sure. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, I mean, the only way that we recommend first-timers do adult dining like palo dinner or remy dinner is if you're on seven night cruise you can mm -hmm. you can take a night to do one of those because you'll hit each of the restaurants twice and on the dream and the fantasy you're not missing a ton at that point because there's no tiana's place or rapunzel's uh so you know you don't have two shows to contend with uh but yeah adult dining our t i guess our tip for adult dining <laughs> for for ourselves is we do dinner on pirate night because we're not fans of pirate night. But if you're fans of pirate night, then, you know, uh, head to the, head to the restaurant. What did, you, what did you think of the pirate night menu? We really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I had yeah. the jerk chicken and yeah, everyone enjoyed their meal. Pirate night. Well, Courtney, let me ask you a couple of questions as we wind down here before I subject you to Sam's torture known as rapid fire. Favorite memory from the cruise or favorite experience from the cruise? Oh, I think just before we boarded and we all had our best day ever Disney oh. cruise shirts on that we had made and all seven of us were together. We just took a picture right before we entered. It was just like you could feel the excitement in the air and it was a new experience for all of us. You know, Disney World, we love it. We but it's something that we do every year. And so we have our favorites that we love to go back to. But this I just knew was gonna be 
a really awesome experience for all of us to share for the first time. And it was just knowing that all these memories lie ahead. So yeah, just that initial right before we boarded getting on the boat. And then of course, when they announce your name and you get on and Captain Mickey's there and the horn goes, it was just, it was as amazing of a first day as I could have imagined. So I have one last question for you, Courtney, before we get to rapid fire. I don't know if Brian has any final questions, but my question is, is your husband a Disney Cruise Line convert now? Has he seen the light? The (laughs) highest, yeah. When we dropped the kids off at the kids club for that first time, then we're like, now what? Like, now we can go have some. That was kind of a light bulb moment, I think, for both of us. (laughs) Like, this is a different situation than what we're used to. Someone else is taking care of our kids. So I think, yeah, he would definitely, um, he said he would be open to doing another one. And that is pretty much the highest praise that that he could give <laughs> Disney Cruise Line because he was very reluctant to go before him. But yeah, he said he would be open to another one if the stars align at some point again in the future. So, you know, I'm looking in the background to see if I can find those that shooting star somewhere <laughs> to go again sometime. Did you get a placeholder on board? We did not. No, we didn't uh, get one because we're going to Disney World. So we had, we got off the ship in January and we're going in March to Disney World. So it just seemed like a lot of Disney vacations at one time to have to have on the go. So anyway, we said we'll see when we come back from Disney World what our next uh, vacation will be. Well, we always highly recommend grabbing the placeholder because of the the discount and it's good for two years. And if you don't use it, they just refund it to you. So um, we we, we generally recommend it if you think you might go back, it'll save you a little bit of money. But yeah, yeah. I think we have reached that point in our show where I need to hand Courtney over to you for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary (laughs) rules, a dash of judgment or the round we know as rapid fire. So Sam, take it away. Why, thank you. So Courtney, I will be I will be kind because you are from our lovely neighbor to the north <laughs> and 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 literally just to the north of us here in Washington state. So, you yeah. know, I know you are on the east coast, not west coast. We got <laughs> British Columbia right here north of us, but I love yeah. our Canadian friends. Let me get this straight, Sam. You're going to be kind to Courtney who lives north of us, but Josh who lives 45 minutes north of yeah, us. Yeah, you're just going to beat him yeah, down. I okay. beat him down. Absolutely. He can handle oh. it. Come on. He's a Washingtonian, <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, Courtney. Well, you know the drill of rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some of your Disney favorites and then, of course, Disney Cruise Line favorites. So you've got to limit your answers for the cruise line to stuff on the dream because I want it to be from personal experience, not, you know, somebody else's experience that you might have seen on YouTube. Okay, so let's start with your favorite Disney or Pixar character. Rapunzel. Oh, I love her. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite Disney movie. Tangled. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, so now you gotta go on the magic. Just tell your husband you're booking oh, a really? cruise on the yeah. magic. Yeah. You do. You have to go on the magic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brian's right. I was gonna yeah, Rapunzel's Royal Table. Oh, that is might one be of our the next dining one, rooms. Then. And I love Tangled Rapunzel. is one of the yeah, and Tangled's one of the stage shows too. So it's oh, like, yeah, it's a double whammy. Yeah. yeah. And potentially yeah. a snuggly it's, duckling bar coming soon. We don't know. Maybe. Oh, Maybe. Cool. Yeah. But there are some cool Rapunzel touches on the wish as well. So okay. yeah, but I think you gotta go on the magic because you're Yeah, that might be my next one. I think that's what my parents did many years ago when they left us. Yeah. Alone. Well, that was the first the ship, magic. So that if it, yeah, that yeah, makes if sense. They did it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your favorite Disney song? Trash in the Camp from Tarzan. I love that one. Oh my goodness! I yeah. love that song. I haven't heard that. I know. It's a time. first. Yeah. 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 Your favorite bar space on the Disney Dream? The one with the, the champagne. Well, oh, we feel pink. like you're in the side of champagne yes. bottle. I forget what it's called. Yes, is that pink, pink. pink? Is it pink? pink. Yeah, pink. pink. It's ooh la la it. on the fantasy. Yeah, it's pink, pink on the dream. That was really yeah. neat. Yeah. I 
I love that space. It's so pretty. Um, okay. Favorite space on the ship other than pink? The adult only satellite falls. Reading my book oh, inside yes. while the water's going over top. That was just, yeah, amazing. Okay. Favorite onboard activity. This could be a family activity. This could be an adult activity, whatever. Um, I would say the aqueduct. We had so much fun just doing that, especially the last night doing it over and over again at nighttime. It was even cooler than in daytime because, you know, you didn't really know where you were on the ship and the lights were going and yeah, nighttime aqueduct for sure. All right. Favorite show. And I'm going to give you, you can, you can choose between stage shows, but also deck parties. You can choose any, in any of that realm. Beauty and the Beast, hands down. It was 10 times more impressive than I thought it was going to be. It was phenomenal. Okay. You've, you've just won rapid fire. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. You don't even need to answer the rest of the question. I'm going to make you answer the rest of the questions anyway, but all right. Okay. Your favorite sweet food item on board the Disney dream. It's always going to be a Mickey bar and especially a room service Mickey bar on your veranda in the middle of the ocean. There's that's the best spot for a Mickey bar. Awesome. All right. What was your favorite savory food on the Disney dream? I love the um, percets at animators palette. It was, they were like little cheese truffle pasta things and they were delicious. I could have eaten like five bowls of those for my meal. It's yes. really good. <laughs> and by the way, you can order them as an like multiple ones as an entree. Oh, they will that's do what I'm going to do next you. time. For sure. <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. I hope Josh is listening to this show, by yeah. the way. because <laughs> Josh is busy like with therapy episodes. after having appeared on this show multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to put a check mark in my column for truffle percets oh, oh, so of the con yeah. <laughs> okay well my last question of rapid fire is your bucket list cruise if you could sail anywhere in the world on a disney cruise line ship where are you going to go the hawaii to australia cruise just sounds so phenomenal like i would love to oh, go yes. see that french polynesian area i think that would be an incredible cruise to be on and lots of sea days i realize i really like the sea days on this cruise so a lot of them all at once would just be lovely yes you should agreed. do the uh you should do a transatlantic crossing uh, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can you could fly to london and then come back and then yeah. you're you know east coast of canada it's not yeah, too far drop me there. off in halifax yeah there you go there you yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> we've been wanting to do one of those northern uh like the canadian cruises out of new york uh, yeah it comes so right sparsely. to yeah it comes to my province and the province next to us yeah nice oh cool nice Courtney, thank you for playing our game, and I will declare you the winner, even if Sam has reservations of some sort that no. she has not expressed. Uh, no, I no, think- she won. I, I'm, I'm on she board, won. Brian. She, she won because she chose Beauty and the Beast as the best show on board. Um, I didn't ask her favorite rotational dining because she had said it earlier in the show, but it was animators and on board the dream. That is also the right answer. So you, you know, you, you just checked off lots Good. of boxes. I'm glad I won. You know? Truffle yeah. percets. I mean, truffle percets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mickey yeah. bar. Like it's you know. <laughs> now, if you had said like sticky date pudding, I would have given you bonus points. For that, but... that was good too. Yeah. I did have that. Thank you for playing our game, and most of all, Courtney, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your family's wonderful first time cruising on the Dream. Glad to hear that it uh, met expectations. Hope you will be able to convince your husband to take another cruise at some point in the future. And uh, for now, just thanks for sharing your experience with us. 
Thank you guys both so much for having me. And your podcast was super helpful for me as a first time cruiser. I would listen to it, you know, while folding laundry on a Sunday, dreaming about our trip. So I got lots (laughs) of tips and tricks and I just loved hearing other people's experiences on the cruise. So thank you both so much. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.